Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Those who are visiting for the first time, I say yell sometime because that's how I talk. And I'm trying not to be a different person on stage than I am off stage. So if you're offended by that, if yo was a cuss word, then I get it. Y'all all should leave. But yo, let me get let me just say yo. Alright, let me change yo. People of God. Check this out. No? Behold. Yo. That works for me. (laughs) Born again is a trip. Literally, it's a journey. Being born again is a journey. You were born 19, 2000, 19, 80, 70, 80, 90, Two, four, I'm in the spirit. Okay. (laughs) Yo, I graduated 1994. You are old. Anyway, you were born 1994 and you're still growing and learning. So being born again is not a one day thing. Born again is the beginning of a new life until you die. It's not I got saved Sunday and that's it. If a baby came out the womb and that was it, it would die in an hour or less. So it's not over because you got saved. It starts. And the first thing, so the first thing that happens, I got to skip around. I'm just going. The first thing that happens as soon as you cut out, cut out, come out, they cut the cord. This is, y'all good? I'm nosy. Y'all right? You got your seats? Okay, y'all cool? You about to leave? We're just getting started. Yeah, you leaving? Okay. Your mom calling. You better take that call and tell her I said happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Tell her I said happy Mother's Day. Hey, happy Mother's Day, Mom. We family, y'all. We all family. The first thing they do is cut the cord. Now, when my firstborn was born, she she was born, her face was blue. She looked like a smurf because she swallowed her own feces, right? So the doctors came out, and it was, I had the scissors. I'm the proud father. I can't wait to cut the cord in my first. They snatched her up. She went over there. I'm like, hey, y'all. That doctor cut that cord, like, cloop, put it on that table, start beating her chest like she was a grown man. You know, all I heard was, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, yo. But the first thing they did was abruptly cut the cord. That's like the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. You're coming out of bondage, right? The womb is darkness. You're coming out of darkness into the marvelous light. So the children of Israel come out of Egypt. The first thing God does is takes them through the wilderness. So the wilderness is 
the place where you learn to live by another source. It's where you cut the cord. Until you were born, you were survived by the cord. Right. Now you're born, your whole process of receiving your nutrients and things that pertain to life change without your permission. Okay. You don't get to be asked, all right, we got to cut the cord now because you got to be separated from your mom. How you want to eat? You want the navel, the ear, the nose, what you You don't get asked. There's another way to live. You must adjust or die. That's how serious salvation is. There's another way to live. You must change or You coming to God, you live in God's way. You got saved, it's too late for you. You don't have a choice to live. Once you say, I love, Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior, come into my life, I receive you, I confess. Confess means to agree. It doesn't mean to admit. Confess means to agree. That's a big part of salvation. That's a huge part of being born again. So let me park here for a minute. When you say, Lord, I confess my sins, it's not I admit it, it's I agree. Confess means I agree that lying is wrong. I can't believe I did that. Not, oh God, I lied, I'm sorry. That's not confession. You feel me? Oh my God, I can't believe I lied. I'm sorry, forgive me. That's not confession. Because it don't mean you agree that it's, it don't mean you change towards it. It don't mean you repent it. We have a lot of apologies in church. Very few change. I don't want, my wife said, yo, you ain't even got to apologize to me. Just change. I'd rather have you change than apologize every week. We come to church every week. Oh, God, I'm sorry. We worship, but we cry because we've been doing us all week. Now, we got so much apology and remorse every Sunday. And God is like, yo, I don't want that worship, yo. No, he's not saying yo like me, but you know. I don't want that worship. Just change. Take me with you when you leave. And the scariest title to me that's being normalized now is influencers. So you can get me to do something? Or you can get me to think away about a certain thing? Ain't that what the Bible does? Don't you got to be transformed by renewing your mind with the word? So when I read his post, like Genesis, you know, when I read God's post, like Romans... When I read his text, like Ephesians, that's supposed to influence me. It's quite, why don't I keep giving y'all a chance? Oh, y'all with me, right? Let me stay with y'all. So anytime a person or a Kardashian, excuse me, I love the Kardashians, anytime they can influence you to think, I'm supposed to look like this, I'm supposed to act like, and the word is fighting to do the same, why come here? Let's go to the house of the Kardashians and worship them. Don't come here and confuse yourself if you don't have the intention to change and become like him. 
Man, all right, this is going to be a quicker sermon than I thought. So, coming out of Egypt, you have to learn to live by another source. So now that you're saved, you got to learn to live by another source. So the whole wilderness is a lesson on trust. Trust another source. Whoa. I was going to talk about SunTrust today, but I realized that was a bank. I couldn't find a logo that's S-O-N. But today I want to talk about SunTrust. Trusting the Son of God. That's easy, right? Born again. When you receive Christ, the first scripture says this. I love this scripture. It's just kind of cool. It says... Oh, that's not the first one, but it's cool. We can go right here. So, no, you, you can go back. Go back. Thank you so much. I'm going to reveal all my secrets. It's one of my favorite scriptures, y'all. So it says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you, King James says. Grace and peace be yours. Grace, the ability to do, the momentum to do. Grace, mercy, I always say mercy handles the past. Grace clears the way for the future. Mercy cancels judgment. You should have died for what you did because the wages of sin is death. But mercy said, cancel that. I'll take Jesus' life and y'all can go free. So when you're facing your past, you see mercy. Thank God I'm not going to hell. I'm not being punished. Oh, I got some real praises in there because you know, if you perfect, be quiet. But if you know you need some mercy to cover your past, make some noise. Yo, I need it. I need that. I need that, bro. Mercy covers the past. So now when I look at my past, I can just say, man, I did this, I did that, and I can just see covered. Anytime the enemy, oh my God, anytime he brings up your past as a form of judgment or any type of indictment against you, put a red X over it just like Family Feud and say, cover. <laughs> you can't get me with that. <laughs> I know I did that, but <laughs> mercy, 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 mercy. Somebody thank God for mercy. I'm trying to see who think they perfect in here. I said, if you know you're not perfect, give God praise for mercy right there. Okay. There you go. And those of you, well, I'm nice. I give. I'm a, you missed it. There's only one good, God. Jesus said, why are you calling me good? Jesus said that. Good rabbi, well, oh, why are you calling me good? There's only one good, and that's God. Jesus wouldn't even let them call him good because he was in the flesh. And no good thing. Only God is. I couldn't even finish it. I'm about to run off this whole row of steps. Only God is. Only. God is, God. only God is, God. 
We can do good. We can do good. But only he. So mercy covers the past. But just because you got let out of jail, don't mean they're going to give you a job. So I need something for my future too. Come back next week, please, and every week you want to. So my past is covered, but I can't move forward without another thing. I can't fulfill my destiny without something else. I can't fulfill my purpose because I got a past, thank God, that's covered, but I need grace. Woo! Grace says you can do. Grace says you can go. Grace says I don't care what you did. Still start that business. I don't care what you did. Still get married. Still, y'all. Grace prepares the way for your future. So with grace and mercy, God has your whole life covered. Your past. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm covered, I'm covered. Y'all, I feel good today. I feel like an old school pastor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. It's Mother's Day. I got a little old school on me. I say, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Say, I'm covered. Woo. Oh, I heard y'all do that. Say, yeah. Oh, we got an old school church. Y'all better sit down somewhere. Don't bring up my past mercy. And don't try to stop what I'm trying to do. Grace. Wow. Woo. Woo. Now, now let me ask a question. Is anybody grateful for grace and mercy? No, it should be way louder than that. He covered your past. He cleared the way for your future. He covered your wrong. He made a way for your right. Let's scream at me! I love it. Now the screams don't work. I love it. Let's flow. Grace. Grace. You need to know that. You need to receive grace. Because if you just receive mercy, you can move forward in arrogance. If you just receive mercy and your past is clear, you can move to another city who don't know what you did and think this is all you. You're setting yourself up for another pitfall. You need to understand that every step I make forward after my craziness, grace, 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 G-R-A-C-E. I'm up here by grace. You're up here by grace. You look so good by grace. Because if your past was revealed and they opened the curtain on what you did, uh-oh. So we're grateful for mercy. God said, I got to get out of here, y'all. He said, Egyptians, 
while you're coming over the water, take one more look. He said, because these Egyptians, you'll never see again. <laughs> I prophesy today, there are some enemies, problems, and situations that God is closing up behind you. And you will never, I, you will never, you will never see them again. Take one last look at your issue. Take one last look at your haters. Take one last look at the enemy of your soul and say, so long, bye-bye. You're not going to see them again. You're not going to see them again. You're not going to feel it again. You're not going to experience it again. I'm closing the waters behind you. Do not take a swim. If I close the waters behind you, don't you go scuba diving. You understand what I'm saying? As God blesses your next graceful steps, don't go scuba diving for your enemies. Where y'all at now? I'm up. I'm winning. Where y'all at? Why you going in the pool? Why you going in the sea? He closed up. Grace and peace. Whoa, that's huge. Not grace and provision. Grace and peace. Because even if I have a little bit, if I got peace, I'm good. I might not have what you have. You might not have what I have. But we both can have peace. And that means we both good. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm good. Because I got peace right where I am. There are other things I desire. There are other things that are on the way. But right now in this place, I'm Okay, so y'all might not be able to see the scriptures I'm putting on these screens, or maybe I'm not going to put them up there. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Whoa. More grace? Grace is enablement, too. So when God gives you instruction, love your enemies. Where's that momentum and energy going to come from? Because <laughs> you're not going to want to love your enemies. I just want you all to know that. Nah, nah, you ain't gonna love me. Where's the strength or the want? Where's that momentum? Where's that energy gonna come from? Grace. Yeah. So you need grace. Is grace be multiplied unto you? I got more grace to do more good. I got more grace to do more what he said easier. Grace makes hard places smoother. You understand what I'm saying? It's like pouring oil on a rock. That rough, ragged thing at the wild, you just start rubbing, it's just going to start feeling good. Something you once hated doing, with that oil on it, becomes easier and almost pleasurable. That's grace. When you love loving your enemies, you got a lot of oil on that rock. <laughs> you feel me? 
that oh, what in the I watched too many movies. I thought a portal was opening up. And I was getting sucked through a time lapse. Sorry I ran from you, babe. I, I meant to grab you first, but I thought, I thought it was getting only me. I thought it was getting me. I thought it was getting me. <laughs> so it's 12.40. Grace and peace. Okay, so I see it on the ground. Okay, so, okay, that's, 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 that's fine. We can do it that way. You can just, you can just okay, that's, that's okay. Okay, okay. Everyone born of God, born again. Okay. <laughs> so grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Through the knowledge of God. So the way grace and peace is multiplied in your life is through your knowledge of God. The more you know him, the more oil is poured on the rocks in your life. The more you know him, the more content and peaceful you are in life. Grace and peace does not come through happenings or feelings. It comes through knowledge. So if your Bible has been on a shelf for years, your grace has been at this level for years. You have been stressed. You have not had peace. You've almost been depressed because that book has been on a shelf or your prayer life has been silent. The more you know God, the more peace you have and the more grace you have. You know what? I, 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 get, I get upset sometimes because I only use this iPad literally for PowerPoint. I only use it for the Word. I'm not praising myself. You know how many amenities and functions I'm missing out on? I have access to so much more modern technology, but I use PowerPoint only. You understand what I'm saying? It's like us when we don't use prayer in the Word. You have so much more you can tap into, but you just want PowerPoint. I just want enough to be blessed this week. I just want enough to present to the church this week. But all these other fun and updates keep popping. I don't never update them. For what? As long as the PowerPoint works, I'm good. God is trying to give you updates and upgrades and try to increase the quality of your life. And you won't even tap in through prayer. All right, let me get y'all out of here. Watch this. Here we go. Is it up there? It's updating. All right. Grace and peace be multiplied on you through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The more knowledge you get of him, the more grace you have and the more peace you have. Right? It says, through his excellence and his goodness, through his glory and goodness, he has given us very great and precious promises. God has given us great, I wish y'all all could see this, but you can't. He's given us great, you see it, you see it, y'all see it? You see it? <laughs> He's given us great and precious promises, watch this, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. 
having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. So God has given us these promises so that we can become new creatures and, and participate in the divine nature, therefore escaping the corruption of the world. Okay, it's so heavy. It's so much in that. And I don't even know if I can articulate it all, but allow me to try to say it this way. God puts promises before you. I reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. That's a promise. The suffering you're experiencing now ain't nothing compared to what he's about to do in your life. Yeah, let me just, let me just remind you of that promise. Can you imagine with all the pain you're experiencing now that that's going to be a distant thought when God brings you into your next season? Yo, I could not believe my wife was talking about having a second child after our first one. That pain was so crazy. I was like, well, I might as well just get used to Austin because I'm not having another child because that's never happening again because that pain was severe. A couple years later, she started talking, maybe we should have another one. I don't want her to be by herself. Because the beauty, the joy, and the glory that Austin brought made her forget. If not forget, it diluted greatly the memory of the pain. Start. Start appreciating what the pain produced. As long as you rehearse the pain, you'll never do it again or you'll never do more. But look at what the pain produced. Look at your life after the pain moment and give God glory. Woo! Let your focus be what came out of the pain and not the pain itself. So I'm giving you these promises so that you can endure the pain. You feel me, Aaron? Stand on the step. Up, 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 right there. Stay there on that second step. He is a promise. You shall have a camera with red hair. God, I ain't never seen no camera with red hair. I ain't. Come here, Michaela. I ain't never seen no camera with red hair. But he put a promise. Get in front of me. Get in front of me and just try to stop me. I look small, but trust me. You know what I'm saying? So, boom, pain hit my life. I knew that wasn't going to happen. God always make it. But somehow I still, maybe he, maybe he can, maybe he, see? Every time I try to pray, it never work out. That's why, and people who give up here never get that. Live. It's time to stop giving up here. Overcome. See, I told you. Overcome. Because you'll reap if you faint not. And God gives you a promise. Because there are a million of these in your life, but there's only one of those. And if you can endure this, you can achieve this. Live, it's time to start experiencing the promises of God. Thank you. I didn't mean to beat you up that bad. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to beat you up that bad. 
Anybody got a promise you're going for? Do not let whatever's in your life today stop you. Essentially what I'm saying is, he puts the promises before us. And your journey towards it makes you like him. We think the thing makes us like him. The thing is preserved for those who are like him. <laughs> and God is saying, I see you just like me. Let me put a promise right here. What you endure and how you endure it gives you divine nature. Are y'all feeling me? Once I embrace, because you're going to have to pray. That's developing divine nature. You're going to have to humble yourself. Something's going to hurt. You're going to have to, you're going to have to forgive because that promise. Don't let nothing, don't let unforgiveness stop you. So you got to learn to forgive. Divine. <laughs> it ain't here yet. Patience. Divine. <laughs> Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Your journey towards the promises make you like God. If you get sick of the journey, you never become like God. So that's why you got hopes and dreams and ambitions and, and God things in your life. Not just things, but who you're going to be. Anybody see yourself better? All right. Now, better based on what? Instagram or... Facebook, TikTok, like better based on what? Because better to you could be worse to God. Oh, okay. Can I finish this now? All right. You can put this, this, this scripture up. Good God Almighty. In my 10 minutes. God looks at the children of Israel and says, I've heard the cry of my people. I've seen their affliction. Enough is enough. I'm going to rescue them. So something's about to change in your life because God is sick of it. I just got to hit y'all quick now. I'm running late. I don't got time to set every sentence up. I just got to boop, boop, boop. There are, there's going to be drastic and immediate changes in your life like the pandemic because God is sick of the condition you're in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, A, I've seen the affliction of my people. B, I've heard their cry. So God is sick of you living like that, whether you are or not, and he's heard your cry. Have you cried to God about what you're going through? He responds to your cries, to your prayers, not your complaints. I got to drop it on y'all like bullet points. Are y'all cool with that? I have come to rescue you. This is all happening because God has had enough. So some things are about to change in your life, like it or not. Uh-oh. The children of Israel complain because of the way. We don't like the ways. The promise is there, but the way, we don't like the ways. Guess what, y'all? I want to say this in my first closing. I got three for all the visitors. I got three closings. This is the first one. Jesus didn't like the way either. 
Let's go. I'm leaving. I knew it. I knew it. Don't leave just yet. He was in the garden praying. Right before he was about to be crucified, he said, yo, I thought I was built for this, but is there another way? I said I wanted to be saved and live for God, but yo, is there another way to do this? Can you let this bitter cup pass? This is overwhelming. This is more than I thought. We're getting down to the needy, greedy. Jesus said, is there another way? So you don't have to be condemned for not enjoying the way. But you also got to have a resolve that it's not about my enjoyment. It's about my will. He said, nevertheless, that means my feelings have not changed. Like, nevertheless, like in spite of how I still feel. Because you cannot afford to wait until your feelings align to obey. You can't afford to wait until you feel like doing good to do good. You cannot afford to wait until you feel like being better to be better. He said, nevertheless, my feelings are crazy, but in spite of that, not my will. But your will. Somebody say, thy will be done. Say it again, thy will be done. Whether I like it or not, do what you will. Whether I enjoy it or not, I know it's best. But you can only say that if you trust him. The reason why trust is difficult for some, A, fear. Oh, I ain't got time to talk about that. Be control. So if I got to control everything or know how everything is going to go, it's hard for me to trust God and let him do his part. If I'm fearful and I'm too scared to let God handle it, I'll never trust him to do his part. I'll try to do my part and his. Like Abraham and Sarah. All right, he said we're having a kid, but Hagar, could you, you try to help God out. Have a kid, not the way he wanted it, and to this day, two nations are fighting. The Jews and Islam, that's Ishmael and Isaac. Control and fear will cause you to not trust. Oh, Lord, it's 12.55. I got five minutes. Let's, let's go. Next scripture, really quick. Check this out. I'm going to drop it on y'all. We out of here. Go on. Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in his mother's womb, so you cannot understand. You can't understand the activity of God who does all things. Why did this happen? Why the pandemic? Why did this loved one go? Why did this happen? Why did I get an accident? If you have to understand everything, you will be challenged to trust. You're not going to understand everything as smart as you is. Thank you, because that's not right. As smart as you is, you're not going to understand all the activity of God. 
So he'll bring you to a level of an understanding and then just give this space. That's where you're going to have to trust. He's going to do what he said. 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 Has anybody had to sit like that? Like, I can't do anything else. There's nothing more I can add to the situation. I just got to sit and let God be God. And aren't you glad every time he showed up? Aren't you glad every time he came through? Aren't you glad every time he never let you? Oh, I love him so much because he never let me down. My grandma used to say he could do anything but fail. You cannot understand all the activity of God. So rest in that ignorance. Rest in that ignorance. Next scripture. Jesus said to the disciples... Barely I say unto you, a rich man will hardly enter the kingdom of heaven. I got to say it again. That's what he said. I got to say it again. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is not just heaven. It's the ways of God. Doing things God's way. It's hard for a rich man to do that. This is right after Jesus told the rich man, hey, what do you? He said, the rich man said, what could I do to follow you? Oh, okay, well, uh, sell everything you have. Uh, give to the poor. Take up your cross. Come follow me. <laughs> Jesus walking away the boy line. The Bible says he walked away very sad. Here's one of the only people in the whole Bible that had a conversation with Jesus and walked away sad. Because his money and possessions meant more than the God he was talking to. Let me get y'all out of here so y'all can catch your brunch at Kiki's. He walked away sad because he had much possessions. I'm not talking about money and cars now. But relationships you don't want to let go of. Habits. Come on, y'all. Y'all like, oh yeah, that's the rich man. He ain't gonna make it. Well, you're rich in pride and arrogance and offense. You're rich in bitterness. You could be. I don't like to talk like you're. We, matter of fact, let me start talking like that. We could be rich in bitterness. We could be rich in offense. And we don't want to put that down. The eye of a needle was a small gate. Put, put, put up the picture, if you will. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, go to the next scripture. I'm sorry. Go to the next scripture. Watch this, watch this, watch this. One more scripture, one more scripture. The kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. He does not know how. You don't know how. I do my part. I put the seed in the ground. I water the thing. How it comes out, that little thing, and become a I. I'm going to pray and read, but how God going to make a way? I'm going to forgive my enemy. I'm going to let them get that. I'm going to let it slide. How you going to bring justice? You got to be okay not knowing how or you're trying to get your own justice. 
And it won't be so poetic. <laughs> Sorry. Now look at this. Now look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Here's the picture. Here's the camel. Hey, it's a, it's a sorry. All right, go to the, I don't know if y'all can see that, but it's a little opening down there that the man is trying to drag his camel through. That's called an eye of the needle. It was a little space in a wall between two cities. So if you wanted to go from here to Maitland, <laughs> you would have to, I don't know, you would have to cross between the eye of a needle. Most Riders can get through easily, but the camel, the big humpback, all the cargo on it, you'll see his servant on the side on the ground taking off all the cargo. When they started to travel, the camel had all this saddle on it, going through the eye of a needle, he stripped completely naked. Uh-oh. You got to get honest. You got to start being honest to get into the kingdom. You got to be pure. You, you understand what I'm saying? You got to be pure. And people think pure is, means right all the time. You can be pure dirt. Just be pure. If you're a pure liar, I'll be lying, yo. Pray for me. Be pure. Y'all don't like that? Okay. Y'all think all pure is good. <laughs> There's pure feces. All right, never mind. You got to be naked. Watch this, y'all. You got to strip everything. And the camel cannot get through unless he's on his knees. Oh. Woo. A rich man ain't about to be on his knees to get from one level to the next. Go to the next one. Get y'all out of here. Thank y'all for listening and staying. You can't see that. Can y'all see that little hole right here where this woman is? That's the eye of a needle. Yeah, you see that? This one right here, too, in the middle, that little space. So the camel, the, 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 the travelers always had to, like, take a deep breath, like, ugh, we got to go. Because the mule or the camel is often stubborn. Your ways that you got to pull is stubborn. I can go from one level to the next, but all my habits, all my old thoughts and all my bitterness, I, I either got to leave it on the other side. Or they got to humbly pass through. That's why we'd rather stay on this side of the blessing and not the greater side. So we camp out on the outside. It's all, it ain't that bad. I mean, I ain't, it ain't that bad. I got, I got friends. I got home. We try to camp out instead of letting go to pass through. Liv, are you willing to let go to pass through? I said, are you willing to let go to pass through? Okay, check this out. And I'm done. The next scripture after the next one. The next one. Because I'm moving quickly. I'll go to the one before that. It says, remember how I brought you these 40 years. I brought you this way to humble you. So the way God leads you is in the way of humility. So if things work out for him and it don't work out for you that way, he might have the level of humility that you need a different route for. Things happen more easily for others than for you. It's because you might have a little more arrogance in that area. Or overall. So the first way God leads you is always humble road. 
People who do not like humility do not advance. You'll go around the same mountain with the same fire in the cloud. All right, we don't like this. Number two, to test you. Another version says to prove you. So when you come into your next level, can't nobody, hey, I've been proven. I've endured that. I forget, hey, can't nobody, thank you, can't nobody hate on you when you get elevated. How you mad I'm going to the fifth grade? I passed the fourth grade test. Don't let anybody make you feel like you don't deserve to be on the level that you're on right now. You have been tested. You have been proven. Go ahead and enjoy your seat, king. Enjoy your throne, king. Enjoy your throne, queen. You have been proven. Just because they did not see you take the test does not mean you didn't pass it. And you ain't got to show them your best. Just endure it in your secret place and be elevated publicly. I've been humbled. Humiliation is in the noun of humility. You feel humiliated, but the only thing that's humiliated is the pride in you. You feel me? Why would you feel humiliated being humble? Because you think I'm more than, hold on, let go of that. Test you to know what's in your heart, whether you keep his commandments or not. He tested them for a reason. It wasn't a random screening. Whew. So let me go to the next one now. Then we're done. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry. It ain't always the devil. When you think you don't have what you need, it ain't always the devil. He lets you go hungry and then feeding you with manna and food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, but by, by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister or swell. I did it to teach you to trust me. So you don't have the food you used to have. You don't have the resources you used to have. You don't have the provision you used to have. You don't have the friends you used to have. You don't have the events and whatever you used to have. And he stripped you on purpose, pandemic. I love the pandemic. I want one every other year. I might just create my own next year. Just, I don't know. See if I can start something real quick. He strips you so you can learn it's him and not bread. You're not living by the love of your friends. That's why your friends leave you and betray you sometimes. Because you're living by the love of your father. You feel me? So that's why our friends disappoint. Don't be too mad. He just realigned you. Oh, 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 that's my source. That's my friend. What? A friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. And what a privilege to carry 
everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often for, forfeit. And oh, what needless pain we bear. Needless. And it's all because we do not care. Every, everything to God. Thank God for the friend. Thank God for your friend that sticks closer than a brother. Father, we thank you for being a good friend. Thank you for being a good father. Thank you for sticking closer than a brother. Oh God, oh God. Everything to God in prayer. Trust him. His ways are not grievous. Next one. Keep going. Just keep staying right there, Joe. I'm about to end it. When you trust him and you love him, you keep his commandments and they're not grievous. Obeying God is not like, ah! what's wrong? I, I'm about to just go pray or something. Ah! It ain't burdensome. When you love him and you trust him. Trusting God to me means to not. Not. Faith without works is there. So faith means do because you believe. Do because you believe. Trust means sit because you believe. That's harder. We'd rather be active. We'd rather, I'm doing this towards my goal. Doing this towards my goal. I'm doing this towards my promise. I'm working towards my promise. We like doing that. But there comes a point where your part is done. But you still ain't got the promise. Do I do more? Or do I trust and obey? For there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust. So me not slapping you back is trusting God. Me not cussing you out is trusting God. <laughs> me turning down that opportunity and not sleeping with you every night is trusting God. Going to bed itching and scratching because I, I, I. But I trust your way. So I'll go without what I think I need to obey you because you promised to supply, supply all. So when I don't, it's because I trust. He got it. He going to do it. So I'm not. He going to make a way. So I'm not. He going to bring me out. So I'm not. You know you trust God when you don't. Do. Let them cuss you out. Let them betray you. Let them lie. Don't clap back. 
I got you, daughter. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Don't clap back all the time. That hurts. But it proves. You know what? He said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. I trust that word. He said, hold your peace. Let the Lord fight your battles. Oh! Let the Lord fight your battles, but I can fight. And I got a gun. And a knife. And a razor. And a spoon. But he said, do it my way. He said, trust my way. He said, believe my way. Who dare trust God today? Who would dare trust God and let all that happen waiting for him to do his part? I forgave them. They still lying. What do I do now? Trust. I'm patient. They still betraying me. What do I do now? seem like no guy will marry me unless we have sex first. Uh-oh, never mind. I went too far. I'm sorry. Let's go back to betrayal, 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 betrayal. I'm back. What do I do? Trust. Trust is attractive to God. <laughs> Let me end this. The first next scripture, first mention of trust it's in the Old Testament. I might be out of context, but hear what the Spirit is saying. A tree said to another tree, if you want me to be your leader, then come put your trust in my shadow. Oof. I was like, huh. Shadow represents covering. Shadow also represents things to come or things that have passed. So if it's hard for you to trust me in this moment, Trust what I've done. Trust what I'm able to do. <sighs> That's the shadow. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm trusting that he got me covered. What he's done is enough for me to trust him now. Yep, what he's done is enough for me to trust him now. Has he done anything trustworthy in your life? This, I keep... Liv, has God done anything trustworthy in your life? That means he's worthy of that trust. Even though this is a different situation, this is Goliath. And you only got bears and lions as a reference, but he's still the same trustworthy God. I've never faced anything like this. But thank God I don't have to. Hold my peace. Let the Lord fight my battles. Last scripture, I made it through, y'all. Yay. But let all those stand on your feet in here. Thank y'all for coming. Happy Mother's Day again. Let all those. I tell y'all to stand and I took a seat. Let all those that put their trust in thee do what? Do what? You don't act like you don't know where I'm going. If you trust God, rejoice right now, everybody. Not because it happened and not because you know how it's going to happen. Because you trust that he's going to make it happen. I need y'all to raise your voice and give God praise.
Watch this. Let them shout for joy because you defend them. When you trust God, he protects you. When you protect you, you're on your own. But he defends those that trust him. Be joyful in his name, for you, O oh Lord, will bless the righteous with favor and compass him as a shield. I believe that as we trust God today and we rejoice in his name. You heard that little baby? Where that baby at? Who the mama of that baby? She not here? Bless the mother of that baby and the caretakers in the name. Anytime that baby shout hallelujah like that, bless the baby. I said bless that baby. Yo. I believe that as we trust God today and rejoice in our hope. Because he ain't doing it yet, but we trust he can do it. He done did too many incredible, incredible, crazy things for me to think this is different. You understand what I'm saying? And just because you made it out of the last thing, don't think you made it. He made it. He helped you make it. I believe he's going to bless us, babe, with favor that compasses us like a shield. Favor in every area of your life. When you trust God, he defends you. <laughs> that means the haters are going to have to shut their mouth after a while. You understand? Because he defends you. You ain't got to stick up for yourself. And he blesses you and he gives favor. So we block favor, blessings, and protection when we don't trust God. Wow. Let God bless you. Let him give you favor. And let him defend you by trusting him today. We need favor. We need wisdom in our lives. We're trying to purchase this property. We're going to purchase this property. I said we're going to, because we trust God, y'all. I trust God. It's beyond me, but it ain't beyond him. So we need that favor on every side. So let's trust God. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that we trust you in the name of Jesus. Let us rest now. Rest. Rest. We trust you. I ain't got it, but he got it. I can't do it, but he can do all things, man. With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So today, help us to trust you. I rebuke anxiety, hey, stress, worry, depression, sickness, disease, tumors. These are all stress-related. Cancer. And I speak rest over all those who trust you. Not sleep, but rest. While we woke, we're at peace. While we're in the name of Jesus. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord, and I trust you more today than I ever have in my whole life. I praise you. Now, praise him right now. Thank you, for, thank you for being trustworthy. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being consistent. Thank you for being a way maker. Thank you for being a door opener. Thank you for being a healer. Thank you for being a provider. Thank you. Before we leave, I want to pray with everybody, but we want to give. We're going to put the information on the screen. I don't want anything to really change in your spirit. Stay right here. We're trusting God with our finances as well. If you ain't trusting him with your finances, you're not trusting him.
Because where your money is, that's where your heart is. So let's trust God today. No walking, please. We're just going to give, and then we're going to get out of here. Kiki's closed at 2.30, so you got an hour. They don't take appointments, so you can walk right in. Let's give today. Give showing God you trust him. And give knowing that we're working on something, man. We're trying to, we're going to purchase this building. We're going to purchase this building. Your giving helps, y'all. Whatever you gave, just add. Add to it. I, I ain't afraid to say it. Add to it. I hate talking money. $100 line. We ain't doing all that today. <laughs> it might come a time where I will ask you for a dollar amount. And you don't have to give it. There's no pressure here at all. But why not give you the opportunity? You understand what I'm saying? Give you the opportunity. Give today as the Spirit leads you in the name of Jesus. Give something significant. Give knowing that it's more blessed to give than to receive. In Jesus' name. And you know what? Let's just, I'm just going to pray now <laughs> because there's a drop box right here for those who have cash. And I think the influx of that will probably start a, a mass exodus. So let me just pray. Amen? For all those who are given, Father, let them never lack. Everybody who's given orphan and even tithes today, let no sickness be in their house. Let them never lack in the name of Jesus. Give them peace, protection, and provision all of their lives. And give them more than they even have need of. Because you, you come to give us life and that more abundantly. We thank you, God. That we're going to purchase this property. This is going to be the <laughs> live land. <laughs> so we can do more work for the kingdom of God and for the people of God. Let this offering be a blessing to your house and to the house of those that are giving. In Jesus' name, if you're giving online, that prayer is for you as well. Live, I love you very much. Please give before you leave. We're going to sing a song of worship. You can give and you can leave uh, as, as soon as you give. Amen? My love, I love you. You good? To all the mothers, happy Mother's Day once again. Be blessed, you beautiful creatures, you. And get ready for next month because it's Father's Day next month. Y'all ain't want, see y'all, look at you, look at y'all. <laughs> Give from your heart in the name of Jesus. Listen, y'all, the Lord is with us. Therefore, we will not fail. Live. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.